It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Man, th- I really do appreciate you coming on. We were bumping the uh, the Babytron album the um, the whole time right before setting up. Oh yeah, hell yeah, man! Those so, be- those beats that you have on there are ins- those are my favorite beats. You have like the the coolest samples. Oh yeah, the off. I did the Office. Uh, I did the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy one. Yeah, yeah, the uh, I the Mermaid Man and Barn. I'm a big fan of Since '99, so that track was amazing. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. How you know you, me, huh? What you saying? Oh no, I was about to say me and Tr- me Tron in a '99 are doing a, a tape. Although right. I mean, there's gonna be some other producers on there and shit too. But I've oh, been recording awesome. it, engineering it, and producing. When's that coming out? We don't really got a date for it. We just been like kind of plugging along with it, just trying to get in the studio, just making whatever we can. Do you have a name? Not yet. No, it's it's literally just like it's, we just started it. Really, oh, we got okay. a bunch of songs for it though. Yeah, I got like five or six songs already. Your chemistry together is great. I love that that track. How did that? How did you like get that track together? Using the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy sample and everything. Okay, so I was just on like Instagram Live, and then like I was just like, "Yo, what should I sample or whatever?" And somebody, fucking, uh, oh my bad, I'm swearing. You can Uh, swear. You can swear. I can swear. You can can say whatever you want. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, like my homie Nolan was like, you should sample Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, and I'm like, hell yeah, I should. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I just made like a hard ass beat, and I played it for Tron the next day. This is like months ago, and Tron was fucking with it, but he just, we just never got around to it. You know, like some actually, The Office. I made The Office like a year ago. I made that beat a year ago before I even met Tron. So, oh, who did you uh, make it, it for? Or were you just fucking around? I made it for tron or 10k i think it was for 10k kev i was gonna send it to kev but that was you have like they're such uh recognizable samples but it's weird like no one has touched them before like it works you made them really work especially for that sound the detroit sound yeah it's 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 crazy because i think i think the last couple years like with like tjx6 and like Casher Kwan and them, like they just kind of been like bringing in those kind of samples, you know? Yeah. Before, like nobody was really touching that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it's very upbeat and, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it just works, bro. Like it just works with like the offbeat rapping and off, you know. Yeah. Well, whole Detroit sound. Yeah. The Detroit and Flint scene, it's all like, it's really hard, but it's also funny. Like there's so many, you know, like, you know, you've worked with like Rio and uh, like uh, free Rio and like, you know, Y and J and it's just that they can be hard, but also like, it's funny. And that's the beats really work to that too. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. That's uh, were you always making like Detroit style beats? No. No, for real. Uh, I don't know if you know who Primo Beats is. Yeah, shout out Primo. Shout yeah, out Primo. shout out, shout out my boy Primo. <laughs> I, I'm I'm usually with him every day at the studio at the hip hop lab. That's where we work. Um, but yeah, man, for real. Like I was, uh, I was kind of just like doing whatever I thought I needed to do. Like Atlanta sound and shit. I don't know. Just 
just making whatever beats. I didn't have a direction. And uh, no, it was in the pandemic. I had met Primo and he's like, man, you should do Detroit beats. I'm like, all right, for sure. You know, and I started linking up with him. And then in the pandemic, I was just, I was listening to Tron. I, I was listening to Shitty Boys a lot, actually. And my girlfriend was like, you need to make a Shitty Boys beat. And that was the same thing. I'm just like, eh, all right, for sure. You know, I'm playing Warzone. I got laid off from work, you know, and then I'm just like, I think I'll make a Shitty Boys beat right now. I made the Shitty Boys beat, and then uh, Stan, Will, I, like, tagged him on the uh, – like on like a story post or whatever. And then he hit me up. That's when it all started. And then I just was like, all right, I got to do Detroit beats now. Your first beat you ever like Detroit. Yeah. Beat you tagged him in. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you ever yeah. get any like plays on uh, like Atlanta stuff before that? Nah, I, I didn't have nothing going on for real. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what made you, what made you like start li- your, you said you're from measure. What made you like start listening to like shitty boys? How did you find them? Well, I always liked Detroit music. Um, but like, for some reason, I, like I said, I had it in my mind that that was like, Oh, that's not going to take you anywhere. Cause I used to hear people say stuff like that. Like, Oh yeah, no, just, you know, you want to make, you know, industry stuff. But anyways, I, like I said, I always liked the music. And when I found out about shitty boys, uh, some somebody had showed I can't remember who had showed me Shitty Boys, but I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, because like, yeah, we we've had like Detroit rappers have rapped on like those sample beats, but like, I've never heard somebody rap on a freestyle dance hit like with like it's not even a beat, but just literally over a song. That's what they would do like early on. Like Tron and Shitty Boys. Were they getting play in the city at all, like early on? Uh, I don't know, not really. Like at first, though. But they, uh, when Lando found them, because Lando, he, uh, oh, he's he's the uh, founder of of the uh, the Hip Hop Lab, which is like a big sort of outlet for hip hop in Detroit. Um, he found them and just, you know, he, he signed them and just turned them up for real. But they were, you know, they're good rappers, man. Like, they're really good entertainers. So, Yeah, the Hip Hop Lab has really, like, brought that scene to the forefront. And it's cool. Like, you said you – how did you meet Primo? Primo? I met him at the radio station, 107.5 in uh, Detroit. Uh, DJ BJ, shout out DJ BJ, he used to – do this friday night cypher thing and you know one hour uh he would just have a bunch of people come in and they would basically freestyle and then everybody votes him in uh and then they get to freestyle on the air whoever gets voted in gets to freestyle on the air primo used to make uh almost all of the beats for it so i met him there and just just stayed tapped in with him and just started working with him that's cra- the Friday Night Cipher. I don't know if you know this Detroit rapper, but I was just talking to him last week. Bruiser Wolf. He's signed. Bruiser Wolf. He used to go by Big Wolf. He's signed to Bruiser Brigade. Danny Brown's. Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really know know like much about him or anything, but yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. So he was talking about those Friday Night Cyphers. Oh, hello, cat. What's the name of your cat? Uh, Breeze. <laughs> That's What's a- up, Breeze? <laughs> 
But um, he was talking about those Friday night ciphers too that uh, DJ BJ did and how those real, I mean, that must have brought together a lot of music. Yeah, I mean, if if it didn't, you know, if it didn't, I feel like a lot of connections were made there. You know, like, at least, yeah, for me, you know, like meeting Primo and BJ, you know, like now I'm for sure, like me and Primo are super locked in now. How, how long after that did you start working with Hip Hop Lab yourself? Oh, man. So the Hip Hop Lab, we opened up a studio in, in September, October. I can't remember. Um, but, I, yeah, I was the only engineer there, actually. Um, they literally just opened up. And from, basically off the strength of me working with uh, Shitty Boys, um, yeah, TRD like got me tapped in with lando so you said you were fired and you weren't doing you weren't like focusing on music before that what were you oh. what were you doing before that okay man like well honestly bro like i i was like 2018 to 2019 i was in jail for like a year for weed like, I oh, with some like some weed and like i just had like a criminal like record before so like they yeah. gave me a year i had like a really tough judge i don't know bro like i had been making music for a while and i'm like i wanted to be a producer but i like i just didn't really know how to go about it and i was kind of just like fucking around i had like random ass jobs you know yeah just, like bouncing around and uh yeah before i got laid off like i i got laid off because of coronavirus so that was like a blessing yeah right and, and then but you i was, were you I, was like, I was doing tile work bro <laughs> bro this shit was i'm not hating on nobody that does that man but holy shit but you knew how to like you were before all that were learning how to engineer and do all that stuff well yeah producing yeah for sure yeah, yeah for years i had been on and off doing it and like learning how to make beats and i started getting actually pretty good at it and uh but engineering wise i started engineering because shitty boys because i was paying i was paying to uh get them in the studio so i could cut more records with them because like i didn't really know how to go about it i'm like i'm gonna just make all these beats get them at the studio and do it or whatever and then i was like i'm not trying to pay for this anymore i'm about to just learn how to do this shit and i just I, i wasn't very good at it but but that kind of works to the music style, like the, you know, what, like the it kind of works as the do it like do it yourself DIY. Like, I know it's not first take, but like listening to like Y and J talk about how he records music, it is very like spur of the moment. It's not like spend a lot of time on one track. Oh, yeah, they, they don't really not even videos. They don't even really do that with videos. You know, some people, I mean, I, I would say probably nowadays, a lot of people just kind of do one, one or two scenes in a video. They don't really do anything cinematic or anything, but they're for sure like that. They don't write anything. Were you focusing on music at all, like heavily before you got locked up? Like, were you doing it? Uh, Not really. I was focused on like, like dumbass shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like scamming and selling drugs. Yeah, 
did but you want to do music at all? Like, was that? I did. I for sure did. Yeah. And then when you got locked up, were you like, did you think about like, when I get out, I'm going to try mu- like music? Were you, were you like, shit, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, it did change a lot from now. To yeah. Now. So th- no, it's crazy because like, I was just like, I feel like I was just kind of like lost. Like I didn't really have like direction. And then I also like, like I said, with the music, like I didn't know anybody, you know, who was producing. I didn't know like how to even go about it. And any, like a few people I knew got into producing and they like start, you know, they were kind of doing their thing and like, they just seemed like Hollywood, you know, they didn't want to help me. They didn't want to, you know, so I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. But definitely, like I said, like this last time, that I went away, I really was like, all right, I, I need to, I like really thought about like myself as a person, like, all right, what am I doing? You know? And I just thought about every day, just like making beats and I'm like, I'm not going to go back there. And I haven't. So. How long after you getting out, did you start like working on music, taking it seriously? Probably like right away, really. Right away. You said you were lost. Like, what gave you that like vision of like, no, I'm gonna focus. I think getting around. Well, I think that I think that feeling of like, all right, bro, like you you've been just you've been going to jail. Like, none of this shit's working for you. Like, you're not doing the right thing. Like, you need to stand the straight and narrow. And you're sober. Like I've been sober for three years now. So it's congratulations. Like, thanks, bro. Yeah. Three three years now. So I had this fo- this focus and this drive to like, all right, bro, like I can do this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And then and then the next thing was just getting myself around the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's how it is. Like I, I don't you know, I, I think anybody can do anything if you're if you're actually serious about something and you put in the time and then you're with people that are going to put you, you know, where you need to be. Yeah. So how did you then get invited to those ciphers? Uh, Oh, my boy, Logan, uh, young Muncie, shout out months, young Muncie, bro. Uh, he was, he was in the ciphers. He's an incredible, like freaking rapper, bro. Like, not really like battle rapping, but like freestyling. Like he's Young insane. Muncie is his name. Yeah, Young Muncie. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, he he's got a more like older style, you know, it's like fast paced and all that. But and he brought uh, you there. Yes. Yeah, that must have yeah. been when you like walked in to that. Where you like, oh shit, this is because did you meet Primo the first night that you were there? I think I met him the second time because I don't think he was there the first time. I but they were like, yo, yo, that's Primo. He's making all the beats. You should fuck with him. You know, he had this big ass like FL studio logo with the, <laughs> the giant fruit or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, that's the first thing I did. I'm like, all right, I'm about to talk to him about his tattoo. You know, he has some crazy ones. You got the head, t- the new head tattoo. Do you have yeah, Beat Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he said that. He's like, I think I'm about to get this tattooed on my head. And the next day he came in like, I didn't even like, I didn't know whether to believe him or not. Like he actually came in with it. <laughs> Do you have any tats? Oh, uh, I got a couple. Like I got one like right here. 
Anything cool? Uh, yeah. I got this, like, tattoo right here. But I'm trying to, uh, oh, you can't even see it. Oh. I think what it's pretty that? sweet. It's the Eye of Horus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was sweet. And I got it, on my, I got it on my leg because at the time, I was, like, young as hell. And I, like, didn't want my mom to see it. Second person this week that told me they were gonna get like a a, a tattoo on their lower ankle because they didn't want their parents to see. I was like, I feel like that's a place they'd always see it. Did you never wear shorts or anything? No, I just was think that I don't even know. It was just very short sighted. Like, of course she's gonna see it like, <laughs> at some point. So you've been sober for three years. Did you? Was that a decision you made while you were locked up? Like. Did you come yeah. out sober? Yeah, because, like, I was just – it, like, kind of got to a point where, like, I'd be – I wasn't, like, a like a person that drank alcohol, like, as soon as you woke up in the morning or something. Like, I didn't – you know, I, but I was – I would party. Like, I would drink, you know, like, pretty often, and I would just get, like, super drunk. I'd get blacked out and just, like, fuck shit up, like, spend money, like, get myself into trouble, like, just all that. And I just – it was it was kind of, it was fucking with my head too like you know yeah i so I, that used, was like, I i never like woke up but i did used to have a pretty bad drinking problem and i used to like black out and party a lot and it does like it like holds you back it like pauses you for a little bit it's like you can't move forward when you're doing that all the time so i really i yeah. i'm not sober now i was just telling you i was smoking before but i definitely don't drink I mean, yeah, I, I feel I, like drinking in particular, like drinking or like harder drugs. Yeah. No, I mean, even some psycho psychedelics, like if you're taking that all the time, like that's not good either. Yeah. Did you, is that like hard then being in like, cause I've been in a lot of studios, like being like sober in a studio when it's all around you? Bro, I know it's like, it sounds, it sounds like it would be. Um, but like I've just I've already had all my experiences like good and bad and you know I'm just where I'm at now. Yeah. And it's just all about like the music now. So I think that's what keeps that's a that boundary. Mm -hmm. You know. And then I'm not really really I've had like Rio and like RMC Mike offer me lean and stuff before <laughs> like oh man come on you want some of this like I'm like no nah, I'm good bro. <laughs> no. What do you want probation? Like, yeah, but, like, that's not even really why, though. Like, <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> like, I probably could get away with it, but. Nah. So after Shitty Boys, so you send him the song. He Did he use that beat? Like, is that, what song is that that he. Uh, Fuck Corona. It's on <laughs> Stan Will's album, uh, Scam Will, that came out last year around this time. And then how do you, so then are you working with other artists or do you not start doing anything until you go to the ciphers? Uh, no, I like the ciphers ended, like actually somebody bought out 107.5. And then I, I think what happened was they didn't want to pay BJ what he was getting paid before. So BJ is like, you know, he left and the ciphers just ended because that was, you know, something that he put on you know mm -hmm. so the so literally that was just done um probably like sometime in like 
I think it was like October or November. Like it was actually before was 2020. Like, oh, okay. I didn't know that where they go. They weren't going on through COVID. I think, or it was January 1st or something. But yeah, no. It was before, before like the shutdown and everything happened. So yeah, it was quiet for like a little while. And I was kind of, I didn't really have anything to do. I was still trying to work on music though, like networking on Instagram. Um, But yeah, that was like, as soon as that shutdown happened in March. um, Yeah, that's, that's when I linked up with Stan. And who, who was the next artist after that, that used one of your beats? Cause you've worked with, I mean, the best artist out of Michigan and out like and others like Phil uh, that beat you have with Filthy Rich like you've worked with some huge artists. Oh yeah, yeah, Filthy's fire, man. Um, that, that whole EP is great, man. What happened? Okay, so it was Stan, and like at that point, like Tron was like just so hard to get a hold of for me, anyways. Yeah, uh, but I started working with D. Uh, that's the other guy and shitty boys trd shout out to trd um and then uh i can't even remember i think almighty suspect he's like a he's a cali artist yeah um but him and stan are like they were pretty tight so that that was like that was a stan move i think he he made that happen Man, I don't I don't remember what like what like what the order of it was, but I know once I got to the hip hop lab, I started turning up with like a lot of artists. Yeah, is that how you met most? Of, started working with like you know Crispy Life and Rio and all those. Yeah, all the Flint guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lando, Lando just had them had them there. Me and Crispy Life, uh, really just we just had like good chemistry, like working together. Um, yeah, I was listening to your track. I mean, stupid, such a great track. Oh yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that was fire. What did you like? When did the Flint scene start? Like, when did you notice it? Because it's crazy how big it got in such a short time. Yeah, bro. Uh, honestly, like I think they start like the Flint sound like started with like Rio what like 2019 or something yeah See, I was I feel like I was absent for like a certain period of time while they were coming up and so I don't really know like how it all came about in that aspect what were you but listening to when I listened to it when I the first time I heard Rio I was at Riverside Skate Park uh, in Detroit and some kid had like he had a uh, what was that song I can't think. Of, they can't sing the song. It was a Rio song. Legendary. Uh, he was, the legendary. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that was the first. Legendary. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was. What. What did you think? What did you think? I thought it was insane. I mean, it was just so like. I love that. It was just different. It was like honestly, it was like when I heard like twenty first, uh, twenty one Savage for the first time, like before it was big, where it was like so different, raw, and it was not. It was so like unstructured, but had a completely different like um, arena to play in, if that makes sense. Like when I first heard Rio, I was like, oh, shit, this is very different than everything else. Because I was a big Detroit fan before that. Like I was listening to Vezo back in like 2016 with Moonwalking and stuff. Yeah. 
How about you? What did you feel? Uh, bro, I I literally was like, who the hell, who is this? First mm-hmm. off, and oh, that's Rio de Young OG. I'm like, but he's from is he he's from the city or like, because uh, he kind of raps like a he kind of rapped like a Detroit uh, rapper. So mm-hmm. you know, I just assumed that like, no, he's from Flint, and I just from there I just started listening to Rio. Just like well, how looked him be- up. How was like working with him for the first time? Uh, I think early on, I used to get kind of like nervous working around those guys, and they, you know, they bring everybody. You know, everybody's in the studio, and there's like fifty blunts in rotation. And like Rio's, like I'm like sitting there, like what's up? Like he's running around in different rooms and like not even recording, and um that's just how he is like he might he might just be like messing around for a little while and then he as soon as he gets in the booth he's just like yeah quick so quick like but he's he's a solid dude bro like he he was like he was really cool and like respectful that's one thing i can say about rio like there's not a lot of people do this but like you know he comes in he makes a mess like he's like where's the broom where's the mop like or like when he leaves, you know, he cleans up. That's dope. Yeah. After himself. Yeah. So I, I he's very respectful. Uh and 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 super like chill and down to earth. Always super high though. <laughs> really, really <laughs> fucked up. I mean, I feel like I could have guessed that. That's <laughs> he talks about it a lot. <laughs> but um, so what were you you said you did you're kind of like black. What were you listening to? Like in 2018, 2017? Uh, 2017, 18. Man, I was listening to like uh, Lil Uzi and like, uh, man, yeah, Lil Uzi a lot in 2017. Yeah. Um, and then Playboy Cardi a lot. How do you feel about Whole Lot of Red? I, I feel like it was kind of a disappointment to me. I didn't think it was as bad as people say it is. I just. When I first listened to it, I was like, this is dog shit. But within the past month, I've gone back and I've listened to it so many times now. I actually do fuck with it. Like, yeah, but sometimes that's how an album is or like a song is like, you're like, I don't like this. But then you listen to it and it grows on you. Yeah. That uh that that's how I actually first felt about like the Flint. Like when I first heard TJ. I was like, you know, probably how a lot of people are here when you hear oh, him, like, man. what the yeah. fuck is this? You're like, what is this? Like, bro, he's not even rapping on beat. Like, he's literally saying anything. Like, <laughs> but it's hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, isn't it though? Yeah, like I'm a I'm a stand-up comedian, so like I enjoy the like funniness of bars too. Like I always it's gotta be, it's gotta be entertaining, bro. Yeah. I mean there's only so much like hardcore like gangster like shit i can listen to you know like gotta have something that's funny too like do you listen to anything like different like not expected oh bro like low-key i haven't been listening to like anything but rap lately this last year i mean even uh jazz music like i'll listen to like jazz music sometimes yeah i fuck with jazz but i mean even in rap like do you are there like pockets of rap that you like that people wouldn't expect 
Man, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I honestly just been listening to like a lot of Detroit music. Like I've been so. Yeah. It's crazy yeah, how, into that right now. Yeah, it's crazy how many different sounds there are in Detroit. Like how many different styles there are in Detroit. Because you got like T Grizzly, you got like Sada Baby, you got Boldy James, you got Danny Brown, you got like the hip hop lab, like that sound. There's just so many different. You got Big Sean, you got like Royce. There's so many different sounds. Yeah, and I mean like Boldy James. And Danny Brown are just you got Bully James who's like I feel like he's he raps over like a lot of the boom bap kind of sort of style beats maybe yeah he's a he's Griselda just, so I love Griselda so yeah he's the he does that he's style. he's he's fire yeah yeah I fuck I fuck with Bully James I definitely I definitely I I would love to I'd love to link up with him and produce some shit for him. That'd be insane because he has worked with TJ a few times. Yeah, TJ. He was on uh, TJ's new album with uh, Lex Luger. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they also right? track with the Alchemist too. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, Alchemist uh, does a lot of his a lot of his beats. Yeah, yeah. I love. I was just in Buffalo for the Griselda stuff. I that's so. A- is that where he's from? Uh, no. Alchemist. Uh, no. Alchemist is from L.A. I think. Oh, okay. But he just linked up with the Griselda guys and then Boldy linked up because he was signed to Mass Appeal for so long. Right, yeah. That's out of New York then. Yeah. Mass yeah. Appeal, yeah. That's Nas. Uh, Nas yeah, they, fu- they fucked him over so bad. Yeah, they uh, they shelved him, didn't they? Yeah, and they made him put out all these like kind of trappier albums and they're all like not good he needs to be rapping over the stuff he raps over now like and and you know what's crazy about that is like i feel like nowadays you know there's with the internet and everything like you really can just stay in your lane and there's and and you can have a fan base Mm -hmm. you don't have to be like appealing to the mainstream sound necessarily whatever mainstream is like if it's you know what i mean yeah, how long did you? It's crazy that labels won't want to make you do stuff like that. It's like you don't want to take him out, like completely out of his element, to where people don't really like it. It's unauthentic. The label, but labels, I don't think know really what. Like, it shows that the independent stuff is working the best. I mean, look at we said Griselda, like Griselda, or look at what's happening in Detroit, or like. Or even like down south, if you look at like Young Dolph and Key Glock, like a lot of the independent shit is what is um, more authentic. And that's what people are going towards. I've said this before, but it's like the 6ix9ine was like the top label play where everyone was like, oh, it's all bullshit. Like they'll do anything to get someone's streams. And then ever since like post 6ix9ine, it all was like yeah. more independent stuff was starting to get picked up. Yeah, I feel like it was picking up even before then, too, wasn't it? I mean, with Migos, Migos were independent for a while. Yeah, but then they they sold out with QC. Like, QC was kind of independent in, like, 2012, 2013. But then they just became, like, another big label. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when you know, when, like, the money's there, like, what are you going <laughs> to What are no. they going to do? Expect them to, you know? 
Is the hip hop lab like a label or is it just a recording studio? No, it's a label. We got a recording studio. Um, he's got he's got his platform on the hip hop lab, you know, or uh, on my bad on Instagram, on YouTube. He like he just you know he yeah. he, he, he signs artists. He does. He's got his podcast. He's got you know. So it's like a big entity. studio. But yeah, it, it's independent, right? Like, oh yeah, independent. I mean, we uh, Lando's Lando's signed a couple deals before, but they were like, they were like, uh, like distribution deals and stuff like that, you know. So Not like how, a real, yeah. How long after you your first beat that you sent, like, did you start picking up real traction? Uh. I think like on my own with like shitty boys, like I was, I was gaining some traction. That's actually when I met 99, actually. How did okay. you guys meet? Um, do you know who Jake Sand is? No. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty big producer in Michigan. Okay. We, I work, I work a lot with Jake Sand. Jake Sand. Uh, I'll check his shit out. I mean, I him, probably have heard so many of his beats. I just don't recognize him. Damn Jake him. Sand. Okay. That tag? Yeah, I have. He's produced that. a lot of shit for uh, yeah, Tank A Cav, DJ. Yeah, I've heard that tag. Yeah, Black Boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, he like I don't know if like he linked up with him. They all live in the same area, like him. Since ninety nine, um, I don't know if you know who Getta Beats is or who the hell is Carlo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like they all kind of know each other because of that like they live over in like grand rapids lansing area just like an hour or two from detroit um but yeah uh i mean like jake sand tapped in with me and just was like oh yeah like i'm about to send some beats to 99 and i had seen him on twitter you know Mm -hmm. like he went viral for yeah he had that one couple songs yeah immaculate yeah, that's but yeah, like, fun. yeah, no, he hates it, bro. Like, I was with him the other day, and I just, I'll just be, I'll just say like random bars, like from his songs. And anytime I say like a bar from Immaculate, he'll be like, "Dude, stop, bro, stop." I thought, no, I've that was that was a great track. <laughs> it is, but I think he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I think 100. Like, if you hear it that many times and you go viral for it, it's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not. Yeah, that's how he feels about it, but I think it's hilarious. Well, that's the thing. I like No Go. Yeah. No Go is my favorite song. Everyone loves Sergio Kitchens, but that's such a good one, too. Oh, it is. It is. It is. is. Yeah. Yeah. What else? We just shot shot one for. uh... Damn, I can't even remember the name of this one. It's It's some shit like on this new tape. It's crazy how all of <laughs> Michigan is like blowing up at the same time. You said they're from Grand Rat. Like it's like all over the state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even in Grand Rapids, you got like AK Bandamont, um, who's kind of got like a little bit of buzz. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. That's it is yeah. wild. Do you do you have like artists that you want to work? I mean, you've worked with a lot of artists, but are there artists you want to work with? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I want to work with right now. Uh, I want to work with T Grizzly. 
for sure, and four two Doug. Oh so yeah, I, I haven't I haven't tapped in with them yet. T Grizzly was really one of the first like out of that. Like I remember, you know, what the first day out that song was such like a historic moment. Like when that song dropped, it was so different than anything. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it really was like that's like a song that kind of gives you like a like a like a feeling. Like you you feel like the suspense from like the beginning. You know, you like feel like the emotions. Yeah. With hell of a, you yeah. really feel like where he was coming from, and then it's just like this, like slow start, and then just it's hard as fuck. Yeah, I think I think that that song sort of definitely brought an eye on Detroit for real. It was. I remember seeing what did I, I saw T Grizzly open up for Jeezy. Was it Jeezy or Juicy J? I'm not sure. And he, I think it was Jeezy. It might, yeah, I think it was Jeezy. And he brought Sada Baby out. This was like 20... 2017? Yeah, it was or It was like before Sada Baby. I mean, and just no one in the audience was giving him anything, but he had so much energy that I went back and I just started listening to all his shit. And that was like, that really opened me up to the whole scene. Like when I found Sada Baby, I was like, oh shit. That was before like Block Party dropped or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Block Block Party dropped 2018. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was like hit one of his really big songs too. Like yeah, and he just had a song with Big Sean and Hip Boy that uh that song that just dropped. I don't, what, what song was it? Uh um, little bit. I think it's called his new single. It was with it was produced by Hip Boy and it was featuring Big Sean. It was. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, I think I seen I didn't even listen to the song yet, but I seen uh I seen something on, on Instagram, like a, they shot a video for it, didn't they? Yeah. So you said you'd want to work with T Grizzly, 42 Doug, anyone like outside of Detroit? You said Boldy James too, you'd want to work with Oh him. yeah, Boldy James. That would that would be sweet, like just because I I used to listen to his his music a lot. Um and outside, um Probably Kodak Black, <laughs> low key, bro. Did have you listened to his new he's, album? He's just dope. No, I haven't. Oh, it's actually like one of his best. I'm not lying. Like I need to. So I good. need to. I haven't been listening to like. I haven't really had a chance to listen to a lot of music like outside of like like in the mainstream. Like, yeah. do you get burned out? Because you, it's kind of like snowballed over this past year to like you're actually have like a music career now, you know. Like, do you get do you feel like burnt out? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But with that being said, like, I think, I think like a solution for that has been like I've been trying to like eat healthier and like just cut down on caffeine and like little things, get a little bit more sleep, you know, like. That stuff's that's super important. Like I wasn't getting that shit at all, so I was feeling burnt out a little bit. But no, that's what do you do? Like, what do you have? Like a routine? Like, are you cutting like a diet? What are you doing to become healthier? Uh, well, I started keto like last week, and I I was doing that on and off, um, not like for like a long term thing, but just to cut the weight that I had put on because mm-hmm. i was just like you know that studio lifestyle bro like just yeah. door to ash like 
So it's the Kordash life, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like on the road. You're yeah, out. Going to bars, just eating shitty food all the time. Yeah. yeah. You have to make like a conscious effort to be healthy, and it sucks. I've never done keto. It Do you does. Like it? Um. Yeah. Actually, it's it's straight. Like you would. You might think. Like, oh man, like I can't eat bread, I can't have sugar, like what am I gonna eat? You know, like but you figure out little things. You figure out like little recipes and stuff that you end up liking and it's and it's good for you. Like I mean, there's a way you could do keto that's not good for you too. So Yeah, I try to cut out car like I lost like sixty pounds over quarantine. I really? uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've I'm I fluctuate in weight, but I've always been like a bigger person so i like try bro, that to... is so hard to believe bro <laughs> i don't believe it <laughs> no it, it is it's true that over quarantine i lost like 60 pounds but it was because i wasn't out every night like going to shows right. like i had time to like focus on losing weight and now like shit's opening back up and like last night i was at a bar and i didn't want to like I didn't want it like a Caesar salad. So I got like unhealthy food and then it's like, right. shit. like I just ate a burger. Exactly. And it's like, shit, I just ate unhealthy and I don't want to go back to gaining all that weight. No. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I know. Like I had just been feeling like shit. So. And it's mind and bo- like, if your mind, if your body's fucked up, your mind's not going to be running straight. Like you, you feel like you feel like that. Yeah. If yeah. I'm, if I take a, so today, today, it's like 95 out. And I've been so lazy the past two weeks. I haven't done anything. But I woke up. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go out. I hit golf balls and I ran two miles just to like get a workout in. And I felt so much better. Like I was feeling so depressed this last week over whatever life shit. But just the yeah. working out like I was like, oh, this is why I do it every day. Yo, like that, like real talk, bro. Actually, that shit right there like working out like i feel like depression is real and like you know anxiety and all that stuff it's real like i don't know i've experienced a lot of that stuff you know but like when you're when you're sitting and you're sedentary like it's not gonna help that if it doesn't make it worse it's definitely not helping that so you know everybody's got time to do 30 minutes of like a 30 minute workout every day yeah and breaking a sweat like i feel like i don't know i feel like it makes my day easier when i do something hard for myself because then if i like oh, i'm lazy let me i have a ps5 if i'm like i just got i was like if i just play ps5 for a couple hours i'll feel like shit like i i don't know i feel like i have to be productive like or the sad the depression like creeps. yeah that's and, how i get bro i get depressed like if i play video games like i just got escape from tarkov on pc yeah <laughs> that game is just extremely hard but time consuming and i just like i i have a sense of guilt like man you, you better <laughs> better get off the game bro you better start making some beats like yeah but that's what primo i mean that's what he talks about is like never just keep pushing just keep making yeah. like if you can outwork anyone then like that's what success is it's not like talent you know it's like can you outwork everyone yeah i, be- I believe that because like all right, you know, I, I know my beats are pretty good, you know, and I'm not saying that in, like, a egotistical way. I, I think they're pretty good, but I, I, I look to some other producers like, damn, like, you're so good. Like, how did you do that, you know? Like, 
Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, I know I'm not the best producer, you know, I know I'm, I'm good, but I know there's people that are way better than me too. So, you know, I know what got me to where I am and I'm not even where I want to be, but it was just from really grinding. Like that's how you got to do. You just got to do it every day, do Who something do every day. Yeah. What, what uh, producers do you look up to? Oh man, like Detroit producers, uh, man, Rocaine, uh, hell of a shit, uh, 1 800, uh, man, I'm trying to, there's so many hard producers. Yeah, there, there really are. It's, and I mean, even Primo, I mean, I know you work with them, but like that, yeah, it's cool. Actually, Primo's definitely kind of in some ways like mentored me, you know? So I definitely, I could definitely say I've looked, looked, uh, looked up to him. Maybe my style wasn't really the way Primo, like his beats are like my style wasn't directly, directly influenced, but definitely, you know, just his like personality and just, just him just always, uh, he just always got some some positive to say or like some good knowledge. I've learned a lot of shit from him. Yeah. Did you have any? This sounds like a, such a weird question, but I like I didn't have I didn't have any like positive influences really like on whether it be taking care of myself or like following my passions, but in a way that is uh, beneficial or like and have any of that shit like i didn't have i had to like find it on my own and that's why like right now i'm focusing on it because i didn't build those like synapse in my brain is that like do you is that did you have like positive influences like you say you're keto now you're on and off like were you held like did you have those things growing up or anything well i mean my mom always was like eating healthy but like the keto thing like that's some shit i just I think I found online, like, I was just looking into shit, like, because, yeah, there was, like, a point in time where I'm, like, well, how am I about to lose, like, weight? Because I started gaining weight. Like, when I was really young, I'd ever put on a lot of weight. But, you know, I started putting on weight, and I just, like, was just looking up shit. Um, But I had, like, some friends that, like, worked out. I had, oh, Muncie. Me and Muncie started working out together, like, a few years ago. So I feel like that kind of started. Were you ever, like, big, big? Mm, I was definitely more like muscular for sure, but mm. are you talking about like fat? Like, fat? You ever get fat? Fat? <laughs> like nah. Like I think this is the most I've ever weighed. Two. I was like two fifty the other day. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when I saw two eighty, well, I'm six three, so I'm pretty tall too. But when I saw oh, yeah. when I saw two eighty on my scale, it was like, bro, doesn't it? You need to do like you know what I mean. It's you don't believe it at first. You're like, is it broken? Is it, uh, <laughs> You're like, hold on, maybe let me just take my shoes off. And maybe, take, maybe let me just pull my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that's I'm that's it. My underwear. I'm gonna take off. Yeah, but it's like if I have a. You're good, like two seventy nine. Like <laughs> <laughs> if I have like a good set or something, I want to celebrate with like a good meal or drinking or like. I don't want to just be like, all right, it's time to still be healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I want to celebrate. And that's where my biggest problem comes from. 
is like yeah i think it's the mindset bro because i know i know what you feel i know what you mean by that well what is what changed your mindset like bro like i think just i don't know if this would if this would work for anyone else but like just being like super hard on myself (laughs) like like just being blunt it's like like same thing with that celebrating thing like i know like that's how i'll be too it's like no dude no no what are you thinking bro like no it's just no we're not doing that (laughs) like you do have to be hard on yourself i have to like talk to myself bro like i'm so mean to myself in my head like (laughs) i didn't want to go for the run today but i was like you fucking pussy. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> pussy. You're not gonna fucking do it, you pussy. And then I'll be like, okay, God, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> right. If it if it works though, you it know, does. like yeah, you know, not even it's not even like self-deprecating. It's really just like you're just putting yourself in check. Like for real, you do need to put yeah, to give yourself tough love. Yeah, because you, you gotta you gotta be like I feel like you gotta be like your own parent. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean. I didn't have a lot of positive yeah. influences. Like, I love my parents, but I don't think they taught me a lot on, like, how life actually works or how I could do stuff I actually need to do. What do they tell you? Like, oh, go to college. No, I went to college. I have a degree. I have a theater degree. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, um, no, but, like... No, I'm not hating on college. It was, all, no, I, it was all it's, very, It's just, like, like, the kind of standard, like, yeah, yeah, just go to college, you know, be, you know, get in this, do something there. You'll get a job. Like, And they were so petty with each other. Like, like their lives while I was growing up or like was to try to ruin each other's life instead of like my mom would be petty and like call the cops and have my dad arrested for weed because she wanted him out of the house or like, Damn. like, like uh, just dumb, like just shit like that. There's petty shit. And I just. I never learned like, oh, you can like be nice and help people and like talk, like try to build a network of people who will br- lift you up instead of like cutthroat you against the world, which is how I think I was raised, where there's no one that's going to help you in this life. Right. I mean, and like to a certain degree, like, sure, like no one's just, you, you know, the likelihood that someone's just going to come out and like help you or whatever. But you're, you know, you're right though. There are, there's a lot of people. There's, there's, there are good people out there that really don't want something out of whatever, like whatever they teach you or give to you, they don't want something from it. Yeah. Well, it's everything has to happen with other people. Like, I wouldn't have this podcast if people didn't believe in me and took chances in me. I wouldn't be able to do stand up without, like, people think, oh, stand up's just you versus no, like, I need people to support, have a support system. So Not an only child, even, even with that too. Oh, you're an only child. Yeah. Um. So with stand up, you're kind of feeding with the crowd too. Like it's not just you against the crowd, is it? No, it's a conversation. Like it's kind yeah. of yeah. It's like a conversation with the crowd. Like if it's not, then it's not working. Right. You, I hate, I mean, I used to do this. It's something you learn is you're not just reading a script. Like you really do have to react to how the audience reacts. You can't just keep going with what you want to do. And that is like, when I realized that, which is more recently than I want to hope, like I wish for, 
I was like, oh, this is definitely changes a new leaf. How do you know? Is it like crickets or like? How, how do, do you I know? know? Like, how do you know when you're like blundering? Oh, you know, you just, I don't know how to describe you. There's a tension where it's like, have you ever said something in a conversation you wish you didn't? And there's just that air that lingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine uh, that, but in a room full of people, like that's that feeling where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have just said that. Oh, fuck. Like that just multiplied. Oh my God. How do you move on from it? You some people don't. That's what get get makes. And then it just and then it just spirals down. Like yeah, that's what makes a lot of people quit. But you have to be you have to be a a masochist. Like you have to kind of like the pain. Like you kind of have to. Like I enjoy bombing because like I'm saying crazy shit up on stage. It's really like I saw a couple of years. School shooting, the school shooting. Yeah, I say crazy shit up on stage. <laughs> I, I just think of, yeah, that bit's crazy. And it's like, yeah. I have to not care what people think because that's how I, you know, I don't know. It's like, how do you, are you tough on your beats? Yeah, I mean, I feel, well, all right. So here's an example of that. Like, Peasy. Peasy was a rapper that I always wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. He came from. He came back home from prison, um, and Lando's like, "Hey, I'm about to have Peasy in here, you know, and I want you to, you know, run the session and blah blah blah." You know, it's like, "Here's your chance," and I'm like, "Oh my god, Peasy!" Like, he comes in, bro. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not saying he's a dick. Like, he he for sure. Like, he didn't know me, you know. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He's, but he's it wasn't gonna, what you expected. Exactly. It wasn't what I expected. I'm thinking he's going to be like super cool and he's just like throwing some beats, bro. Like I'm playing a bunch of beats. They're hard as fuck too. And he's like, oh, bro, like what is he's talking to Lando? He's not even talking to me. He's talking to Lando. Like, what's up with these beats, bro? Like, I need some hard. (laughs) And these are your beats that are playing. These are my beats playing. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there just like dying inside. But I was a sport though, because I'm like, man, these beats are hard. He just he's been locked up for too long. <laughs> he so, rapped over one of your beats though on that new Baby Tron album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he rapped on that one that day actually, and then um, and then he rapped over like another like another beat, and I don't know where that's going. I don't know if that's going on. Uh. Polo's album, Young Polo, or if it's going on Peasy's album, but there's another song, it's Fire as Fuck. Yeah, so you can anyways bomb with the whole Peasy studio. thing. Yeah. You say what? You can bomb in a studio. I mean, I- yeah, like I've I've been in the situations, but I think what it is is just putting yourself through that. And then even with that situation, I was like super bummed, but I was like, look, dude, I'm talking to myself like, look, dude, fuck it, bro. It is what it is. You just have to come harder. That's that's when the next day I made some PZ beats and he hopped on another beat. Uh, and, and it turned around. But actually, low-key, Rio and RMC Mike and, and, and the Flint squad like came back, came down. And I, I'm I uh, Rio's like, hey, hey, dude, uh, put on some hard ass beats, man. I'm like, all right. I played the same beats. <laughs> Oh man, this shit's hard as fuck, bro. Load this one up <laughs> in front of Peasy. Like, so that's how you just know, like, sometimes you can't please everybody. 
no, it's yeah. not a matter of it's just you can't. You can't because I'll have a joke bomb in front of one audience, but it'll kill in front of another, and I can't not do because that's the decision. If something sucks, if you fail, are you going to stop and be like, This is the end? Or are you gonna be like, Well, no, I have to do something to change it? And I think that's what keeps people going is no matter what fail like no matter what, I'm not gonna stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you can't. Cause there's always gonna be someone that's like, oh yeah, no, he's not he's not that good at it. I don't fuck with him or whatever. Like you do could you be hate online. Like now that you have like a following, do people like do you deal hate? with like hate? Yeah. Uh, not as much as you would think. Like, but yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody called me fat though. Somebody called me fat. <laughs> Did that really get to you? Did that no, no, I I that didn't get to me like for some reason I got pissed because he just hopped on. He like was in the comment section of like Prim- on Primo's post about Tron, and he's like, "Oh man, Tron's a rat and this and that and all this shit." Like, first off, like you don't even know what you're talking about. I I got I kind of fed into it. I I shouldn't have, but I fed into it. And I'm like, "Fuck you, bro!" Like you're not shit. Like, and then he went to my profile and just started commenting on all my pictures. He commented on this picture where I was skinny, and he's like, "Oh man, you're kind of big now." <laughs> they call me fat and shit, but like, and then he blocked me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the interact. I've had people try to start shit, and I like it takes my whole effort because I used to be such an like angry person. Like I used yeah. to have such this like flip that I could switch, and I'll just go like me you know what i mean like yeah if you want to go i'll fucking go but now i'm like (laughs) i need to not like flip out online you know you know you know because like at the end of the day bro like you're the one that ends up just like the whole day is ruined because you're just so infuriated from like what someone said you're like you know it's just it's not healthy For real, I started this podcast after a like went through a really bad. I was going through a really tough time in life, and I started this podcast as like a self help podcast, so people could like tell me how to do it. But now it's like gotten bigger than just like a local self help podcast. Now it's like yeah. I have real people on, and I now if like someone starts shit, I know the second I say anything, they're like, "Don't you host a self help podcast?" And I'm like, "God damn it!" Oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, trapped yeah. in the box if I can't talk shit. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude, just you just gotta keep it real. But you, you know, stand up. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything other than that, but I don't really hold stuff back on stage. No, I seen I seen a few of them. Yeah, you definitely don't. <laughs> You definitely don't. Yeah, no. But what do you have? El- what do you have coming up? Like, do you have projects other than the one with Since '99 and Baby Tron? Uh, there's that one. There's like a whole lot of shit that I don't really, don't really know about right now because, like, a lot of the Rio stuff that I have, uh, like, there's a lot of stuff that is just up in limbo right now. So I don't yeah, know. If it's he has five years to release all that. Right. Yeah. Um, there is, yeah, there is a Rio song that is supposed to come out like in the next couple months or whatever. Uh, the videographer is Spark. Uh, he reached out to me like, "Oh, you got you got this one with with Rio." I'm like, "Hell yeah, cool!" He's, he did a video to it. There's so many dope video. Well, you said Spark. Yeah, Spark. Uh, his name's Logan. Uh, he's, he's. Do you want to have your fire own- as fuck? Do you want to have your own project 
like a project either fully produced by you or where you have different roles? Oh, yeah, I actually have some singles. Like, I got some shit. Uh, me and 10K Kev and Caster Kwan are dropping on the 15th. It's called Chris Tucker. Oh, that's dope. I can't. I'm a, I love Casher. Yeah, that's dropping on the 15th. And then I got a bunch of stuff that I'm I'm kind of saving for like a for like a tape. But I haven't, you know, I've just been kind of gr- like just grinding. So I haven't really put I kind of put that on the back burner. Yeah, because you're focused. You have to like grow, grow and you have, you know, the hip hop lab that you're working with and they're growing. So, yeah. Thank you for oh, yeah. coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. No, this was great. And uh, also, Kid L was saying hi. He was he was saying to shout you out. Um, shout out Kid L. But um, I was just talking to him before this. Oh, yeah. Kid L's, Kid L's dope, bro. He's, yeah, he he's is. Funny. What do you have coming with Y&J? Uh, I don't even know the names of the songs, but it's it's him. Both of the songs are him, Louis Ray, and RMC Mike. So. Oh, those are going to be amazing. Yeah, they're hard as fuck, man. I wish I, I, I probably could play them for you. Yeah. We probably don't have time, do we? No, you can play them. Yeah, let me see if I got them. I got them. Sam, you might have to give yes. uh, permission. Can I like? It's possible if you send them to me, I can just integrate them into the episode, oh. and then we, it will sound a lot better if that's possible. Shit, wait. I probably yeah. I don't have permission. Oh yeah, no, that's probably. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, I totally. I would. That would be sweet hear, though. I would love to hear it though. Not on. We can do not recording, but I do want to hear yeah. that in time. No, I'll tap in with you, bro. I'll, I'll I'll share some shit with you. Thank you very much. What's your social media for people to find you? Uh, Danny G underscore Beats. Awesome, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on and everyone go check out all your stuff. You have four tracks on the new Baby Tron album. Do you have any other? uh, Are you on any other albums soon coming out? Like, Uh, or just came out? I was just on uh, Grindheart E's album. Uh, I was on RMC, some man. I don't even know. It's so hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, you're making so much, and there's so much music coming out right now. Yeah, if, I mean, you'll 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 for sure you'll hear my tag. Yeah, follow him on Instagram, and you post what shit you'll be on too. Yeah, I'm always posting shit. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Peace.